Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. All right, all right, all right, all right. I've got a guest with me today on Empowered AF 2.0. His name is Mark Shattuck. That's right. We share the names Mark. And um, this, is, this is a cool honor of mine. A lot of times I'll have guests that, you know, maybe I just met recently or somebody that, you know, I crossed paths with like Todd Herman. That was a phenomenal episode we did. Or Seth Ellsworth, the guy I'd worked with over a couple of years ago. But Mark actually has uh, shared in my story for hmm, about 13 years now is when we first met at a men's ministry retreat in uh in georgia and um and it's been cool to uh he spoke into my life and he 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 gave so much to himself to me for for many years uh while i lived there in the atlanta area and um we've stayed in touch over the years not as close as we used to be um unfortunately it's just hard with distance uh and travel sometimes but um but it's been cool to continuously stay up on each other and what's going on and so mark and i were talking about his book that he had released uh, last year called The Hidden Path of Adversity, uh, a phenomenal book that we'll drop a link to at some point. And if you're a guy going through stuff, which you are, because you're on this podcast, you're listening, you're going through separation of divorce. What we're going to talk about today is not separation of divorce, but it's adversity, period. And adversity in separation of divorce or adversity in losing your job, economics, uh, your kids, whatever you're facing, that adversity and the tools and the principles and things we talk about today are going to be very applicable. Now, I'm going to put my, my um, uh, how do I say this? My public announcement out here is that this is going to be a very faith-based topic of conversation. Uh, I know some of you disagree with my uh, desire to ma- maintain Christianity and also say the word fuck at the same time. And while well, I say fuck you, um, I-, I do believe that, that Jesus forgives us of our sins. And I have my way of doing dealing with that. But more so, th- th- that we're going to talk about what God has done for Mark in his life. And, and, and I'll probably share some anecdotes of my own life, but more of this is about Mark and what he's going to share. And he's going to share it from that perspective. So if you're on this and you're listening, you're like, gosh, you know, I don't really know this Christian thing. Hey man, I'm, here's what I'm going to say is just give this a chance. Cause we're not here to like, we're not going to try to uh, salvationize you or, and, and make you pray a prayer or anything like that. That's not what this podcast is about. It's simply about what has happened in his life. What has happened in my life. Um, and and how we deal with adversity. So if you're searching for truth and you're searching, you're hungering for truth, I want to just have you be open today because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to transpire. So with that said, Mark Shattuck, thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Mark Santiago. And uh, man, so great to be here and shout out to all your guys watching. Yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy. I was thinking the years, yeah, it was 2009 and it was like, it was like, like February of 2009. And I was like this, just this young 20 something, 30 something year old guy and had gotten the opportunity to go to this uh, wild at heart retreat. And if you guys haven't ever read the book, wild at heart, that is the Genesis for a lot of what I do. And this retreat was a put on by a bunch of guys in Atlanta who were just tired of religion and really wanted to do something different where we sat around and we like watched movie clips. We talked about real shit. People actually cussed. People cried. Guys were like, you know, we're shooting each other with uh, paint bullets and, uh, you know, all kinds of things were happening. And I'm like, wow, this what a unique experience and had the opportunity to meet with Mark. And turned out we lived 10 minutes apart and we began a relationship at Starbucks. And uh, just like any great relationship starts at. And um, 
you know, he went there every single day and I was so poor. I could only go there when I met with him and uh, he had his little gold card and I aspired to the gold card. Well, I found my gold card from 2013 the other day and I thought about you and I was like, wow, this was something I aspired to. Now it's worth shit because <laughs> it doesn't, it's not worth anything anymore. But, but I think about those times and, you know, it's not, I'm not here to brag on him. I want to brag on what's been happening in him, but really he's been a man who stood by me through a lot of dark times. Um, you know, my family and I went through a lot of financial, uh, just stuff during that time. And, and I had a lot of shit in my head that needed to get out. And here's the guy who stood by me through all that without judgment, without pointing fingers and just really helped me. So I felt as an honor to go, you know what, dude, you've been doing some cool stuff under the radar and maybe not a lot of people know about you. So I want to bring you to the forefront of my platform and say, thank you and, and bring you on here to share. So right thank on. you. Oh, my pleasure, Mark. And man, you and I were both kind of struggling at the time because 2009 was the beginning of the bottom of the recession. And the yep. reason why that matters for me is I'm a residential architect. That's what I've done my whole career. I'm not a pastor. I'm not any of that. I'm I'm a I'm an architect. I have my own firm. I started in 2002. I have a wife and two kids. And 2000, not June of 2009, Mark, we were down to our last seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Period. That was it. And um, but that was not the beginning of my story. I have already. I always have been in Christianity. My parents were missionaries. I grew up in the Dominican Republic. Um, so as white boys, I look, I speak fluent Spanish. And, uh, and so I grew up with the, the belief of God and Jesus. And so when this hardship came, this adversity of being just absolutely wiped out. And if anybody remembers back to June of 2009, man, that was just the beginning of the bottom. Like there was three and a half more years of crickets in my industry and it was my firm. And so that's how bad it was. And so um, basically, yeah. So I wrote this book with this horrible, horrible title. Um, it's not clickbait at all. The hidden path of adversity. I mean, seriously, um, because I discovered something and it wasn't something I discovered like that. I had already been through that retreat. Like you had been on, it was life changing for me as well, yeah. but there was something that I was missing and it was something that I would eventually discover in a, in a pretty life-changing capacity and fullness by 2017. But the problem is I had to keep going through adversity to learn this. Mm. You know? So the, we came out of the housing market by 13, 2013, things were kind of peaking up a little bit, but not quite. And then by 2014, it was pretty rip roaring. And all of a sudden two builders that I was getting pretty much the lion's share of my business went and joined the builder services program that had its own in-house architectural fulfillment I lose 90% of my business wow. all over again in, in 2014. But this time it was a little different because I believed that God was bringing me into this wilderness for a, a deeper purpose. It was just for me. Right. And then of course, you know, when the pandemic hits in 2020 and in, in, in uh, I think it was March that, you know, the stock market tanks 10,000 points, trust me, all my clients were like, Whoa, stop, hold on. We don't know what's going on. You know, hit the brakes. So I've been through this multiple times, you know, my, my path of adversity has always been in money, you know, um, up and down, up and down, up and down. Everybody has their own story, you know, marriage, health, um, issues of their past, you know, whatever. But I found that I suddenly had new eyes to see what God was saying in the Bible, what Jesus was literally saying. And I discovered that he was saying that there is a path to the fulfillment of our desires, but it can only be found through 
the opportunity that adversity offers. And what I mean by that is we have to get rid of one of the biggest obstacles we have. And that obstacle, I call it the outcome trap. As normal human beings, we are always looking for happiness, peace, security, love, meaning, validation in three kind of categories that are all basically the same thing. We're looking for better outcomes, pleasant circumstances, and positive results. And that's how we get our happiness. That's how we get our peace. That's how we get our love. That's how we get everything to feel good in our lives is, again, I'm going to say these over and over again, better outcomes pleasant circumstances and positive results. Mm. And I'm going to add one more caveat. We look for them under the sun. It's in this world we live in, right? Through work, money, relationships, stuff, position, success, whatever it is, recreation, hobbies. And most of it can be good. And a lot of it can be really, really bad. You know, addictive, uh, you know, sex addiction, drug addiction, affairs, all the kind of junk, you know, destroying our bodies, whatever. But even the good stuff, even being a church going person can be one of those same categories where we keep trying to find our fulfillment. So I'm going to change the language a little bit. Jesus talks about thirst and hunger in our heart. You know, he uses those words to talk about what's going on in here. The thing that's driving us, whether we're super driven workaholic or we're the biggest slacker in the world, the same thing, no matter what side, they're just the opposite sides of the same coin, right? We're all trying to find happiness. We're all trying to find some level of peace, whether it's getting, you know, successful or just trying to check out and be as, you know, undependable as possible. You know, it doesn't matter. Everybody's seeking happiness and they all got their flavor. We all, all, got, all got our ways, but it's always about outcome. We're always trying to get that outcome that's going to give us happiness, peace, you know, love, and, and, and I keep using this list because there are seven core needs that every human being has across the board. Hold on, before you get into the core needs, I, I want to ask you a question because it's easy sometimes when you've, you've told this story and I've heard your story so many times, it's easy to like almost gloss over certain aspects. But my question goes back to in 2007, uh, 2009 or so, got down to that last $750. I want, I want to know this. It's like, what were the words that were coming at you, like, what were those arrows? What were those lies that let's just be honest, Satan was throwing at you that it was tempting to want to believe because this is where a lot of guys right now, and this, they're, they're not going through maybe a financial thing. They're going through a marriage thing. Most of them, some are also going through financial, but the fact is it's the same arrow. He he uses the same lie. What is the lie that you were hearing about yourself and about your situation? Yeah, for me, it was, um, you don't have what it takes, hmm. you know, you don't have what it takes to get through this, you know, um, this is bigger than you, you're going down, you're crashing and burning. And there was a sense of like a, a potential shame that if like I lose the house and we got to move, you know, into somebody's basement that I'm not man enough, hmm. you know, that I've failed my family. I failed as a man. I failed as a, as just a, a, a human being that can't do this. That right there is what so many of these guys are thinking about as they face divorce. Now, you and Kim have been together for a long time. Um, 20 years, man. Yeah. But I could imagine, you know, if if all of a sudden she were to leave you, the similar voice would come up like, wow, I failed as a husband. Hands down. And so 
yeah, not, I'm, you're not man enough. You don't have what it takes. Those are those are the most prolific lies, no matter what your situation is, no matter what a guy's going through, no matter what he's been through. Like my childhood was amazing. My parents are awesome. I, I had no abuse in my life. I was taught and raised well, but that doesn't see, we all carry the same question at the core of our hearts, you know, because, well, I wanted to go to the NBA, but no way that was going to happen. You know, I wanted to do certain things. They didn't happen. And here I picked a career that lots of people think is really elite. You know, I'm a residential architect. You know, if you saw some of the stuff I designed, it's pretty freaking amazing. It is. <laughs> You're selling yourself short. He does like multi-million dollar lake houses, like not like your average track home at KB Builder. We're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're talking about like nice stuff. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, no. And so here I am designing multi-million dollar product, like you said, but it, it can't make me happy. Ultimately, I got to get the next deal and the next deal. And then some clients, most clients are great. And some clients are complete jackasses, you know, and they ruin everything. And then even I just, I just completed one of the coolest houses I've ever done with one of the coolest dudes I've ever worked with in my life. Okay. But it's over. It's over. I'm yeah. on to the next one, you know? And so nothing, nothing that I've ever achieved in my life has ever stuck to make me happy, to make me feel man enough. Okay. And the problem is it's easy for us to project on, well, that guy, he's happy. That guy's got it going on because they project and they look like it and they got all the stuff and the significance and the subscriptions and the likes and the whatevers. But you and I know that inside every man doubts, yep. every man does. There's not a human being on this planet that doesn't doubt if he's man enough, because here's the, here's the, the big point. The thing that, that my book is about is that while we try to seek, and I'm using the word life for happiness, because it's those seven core needs, happiness, peace, love, meaning, value, and relationships. Those are the seven things that we're designed for. We gotta have them. Okay. If we don't have them, we hurt and all the hurt in our lives is, a, is because one or many or most of those things are lacking, right? And I bundle that all into the word life that, that Jesus uses over and over and over again in the, in the gospels, because he's talking about the thirst in our heart, right? He's talking about the, the questions and the lack that's in our heart, not in our pocketbook, not in our marriage, not in our health, not in some, not in our work, in our business, whatever. It's the, it's what we lack in our heart. And we gotta, we gotta get through all the stuff all the outcomes, all the circumstances, all the, the good, the bad, and the in-between, we've got to get through that and pay attention to our heart. And so, say, I mean, hold on, before you get into that, because like, this is something we talk about all the time, detach from the outcome, detach from the outcome. And, and some of it is almost stoicism in a sense. And so I try to be careful not to go to in the philosophical world, but right. But like, how do you detach, you know, in your, in your language, you know, cause you're talking about also the outcome, like, it's so easy to get focused on it. And again, we're talking about men who are attached to saving their marriage, right? Like, you know, you haven't been through it, but you can imagine what it would feel like if, if Kim were to walk out one day and say, I'm done, it would, it would destroy you inside. But at the same time, it's like, how do you then let that person go and let the marriage go? Not, not because you're quitting on it, but so that you can focus on yourself, get yourself to the highest place possible so that you might attract her back, right? Or, or whatever it needs to happen. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So, so all my adversity and, and the work of the Holy Spirit led me to finally realize 
that my thirst and the hunger in my heart, the, the desires of my heart to make it more human, right, can only be satisfied by the life-giving presence of Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. And that may sound super religious to some people, but I'm telling you, the fact is nothing under the sun, nothing within our grasp, nothing within our power, if we're the luckiest person on the planet, can truly quench the thirst, can truly, truly satisfy. Everything is fleeting and futile. Okay. That's the, I call that the Ecclesiastes curse because there's this crazy book in the Bible called Ecclesiastes. It's really, it's a trippy, trippy book. You should read it. It's about a, it's a, a, a filthy, rich, filthy, rich king having a midlife crisis. Yeah. All right. And he tries to do three things to get happy, massive projects. And so he goes out there and builds crazy stuff, a temple for a, a palace for himself. He tries to get super wise and he actually gets divine wisdom. And then he goes for the number one category, which is pleasure. The dude has 700 wives and 300 concubines. All right. Dude could have sex with a different woman for a thousand days. Okay. And he couldn't get happy. Yeah. And so he says this phrase that is key to my life that he's, and this is repeated over and over again in, in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says everything in the sun is fleeting and futile, a mm. chasing after the wind. Mm. And so in all my adversity, no matter how hard I work and yo, I am a workaholic. I make it happen. I got the skills, the education. I went to Georgia tech. I got the connections, blah, blah, blah. But the housing market wiped me out. And then the next thing wiped me out and the pandemic started to wipe me out because things outside of my control. And I had to realize, all right, man, I, there's not try hard enough, you yeah. know? And I had to realize, and this is what God was trying to get me to realize. And this is what I'm saying is the hidden path to adversity is that there is a fulfillment in the person of Jesus, regardless of circumstance, apart from circumstance. Yeah. Apostle Paul says, in his famous verse, Philippians 4, he says, I've discovered the secret to being content in plenty. Yeah, we all want to check that box. But he says he also discovered a secret to being content even when he's in want. Mm. And that tripped me out. I, I suddenly realized when I'm in my place of want, in my adversity, I'm like, yo, being in want is my definition of discontentedness, not being content. So what yeah. is the secret to being content even in want? Because if we keep going to an outcome that we'll have in our mind, you know, I need more money. Or if my wife leaves me, I want her back or I want a new model, you know, whatever. You know, we, we always go to outcome because it's our natural way. It's logic. It's reason. It's like, well, he, this, they, that, I want that, you know. Yeah. But I've learned it's not stoicism. It's removing the counterfeits. All that stuff is a counterfeit. Now, my wife, Kim, is not a counterfeit. What I'm saying is believing that she can fulfill me as a man, that's not true. That's a lie, actually, because she's thirsty and hungry in her heart, too. Or to use Jesus' words, she can't give me life because she doesn't have life to give. You mean she's, your wife isn't your happiness? She's not my happiness. Look, I'm glad she doesn't give me shit, <laughs> but she can't give me life. Yeah. Okay. She's the sweetest. I mean, she's drop dead gorgeous, super sweet, amazing woman, but she can't truly make me a man. Mm. You know, she can't answer that question for me. Yeah. Now, thank God she's not attacking me and doing all that negative stuff that makes me feel like a dirtbag or a douchebag or a moron or whatever. But those are the lies, you know? Yeah. So the lies are on both ends of the spectrum. Yep. 
And so uh, specifically for the guys in, in, in this that are watching this, if you're going to think that if she comes back or if I find a better woman, that you're finally going to feel like a man, mm. it ain't going to happen. Now, I wish that for you, and God does too, but he has a higher goal, which is where we finally realize, and this is the big, big thing that finally happened for me in 2017, where it's like, it's like, I mean, it was just such a supernatural moment to finally have that that understanding of God being my fulfillment, the presence of Jesus being my satisfaction finally entered my heart. And it was this moment of like, rest after seeking this for 45 years, you know, and it's, you know, call it what you want. It's a, it's the transformational, it's a, it's a spiritual thing because that's who God is. He is spiritual. He's not material. And that's why he has the staying power because he created us that way. He created us to be our fulfillment and all this stuff in life is just extra. It's just for our enjoyment, but not for our true fulfillment and identity. Can, can you take me back a little, just a, a little bit back in the story here, you're talking when you were talking specifically about uh, again, in the pandemic, like, like it's almost like it just keeps happening. Right. right. And, and, and I've, trust me, I've heard your story. And I'm like, damn, this just keeps happening to this guy. <laughs> when does this end? Um, but, but, but it's so easy to fall into a victim mindset. And, and again, I've walked with you through many of these and not, not, not to the extent, maybe some other people have, and, you know, lately the last 10 years or so, but, but through portions of it, I walked through you or walked with you and, and watched how you responded. And there were moments that, that it felt like this, where you felt like a victim, but how ultimately did you overcome that so that you were not operating from that place of a victim, but becoming a victor? So I'll give you two, two, two different scenarios. So in that second round of what I call my risk session 2.0, 2014 to 2017, when those two builders, you know, joined that other group and I lost all my work, I, God really hemmed me in. Like I couldn't close a paper bag, much less a deal. It was unbelievable. I mean, I thought I was cr taking crazy pills back then. And that was the dark, that was the, 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 the deepest, darkest moment for me during those years, because it didn't matter how hard I tried, nothing worked. And man, we were always just on the on the knife's edge of not having, you know, the mortgage payment the next month and the next month and the next month. It was unbelievable. I was depressed, man. I was losing weight. Um, it was, I had never been that low. And the problem was, is I was like, man, what am I, am I doing something wrong or not doing something right? What's the deal here, God? Because I always seek God no matter what, but he just wasn't answering. I mean, honestly. He, I, he, 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 he had me isolated and I was in this wilderness, so to speak of, of hearing him and being able to understand what's going on and even getting work. But I, I'm a stubborn bastard, Mark. I'm just, I just am, man. I'm telling you, I just, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall back. I'm not gonna just give up. I mean, there was certainly a lot of days where I'm like, I don't know what to do, you know, tons of those, but I just kept putting the, the, my one foot in front of the other. I just kept walking is how I say it now. I just kept walking mm. just like God expected the Israelites when he brought them into the wilderness. The whole thing was a test. And that's what I talk about. I talk about the set, the seven unexpected secrets that God has for us in the wilderness. 
And it's, I talk about the specific stories in the Bible. I share a whole ton more stories of mine in here and, and others too, um, that aren't just money, it's relationship, health, the whole night. And ultimately God is looking for us to believe in him more than our circumstances, hmm. even when that seems impossible. Yep. And so at that, and, and so in that experience, I was, I was just like, frick, man, I don't know what is up. I was depressed. I was at my wits end, literally, but I'm just not, I'm, I don't know, man, I'm a stubborn dude. I just keep going. I'm not going to give up. I'm just not going to. Um, so, so that's that side. Let me tell you what happened in 2020 during the pandemic when it's just all crashing and burning. No one knows how long this is going to last. We're thinking everything doomed, right? It was just yeah. crazy. By then I'm like, I've, I've now discovered the life-giving presence of Jesus Christ. I now know it's like, yo, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, God has something for me. I'm not going to visualize what that is. I'm not going to um, project what that is. And so here's an amazing story. I mean, we've had so many miracles happen all along the way. This one, I don't even think you've heard this one. So the pandemic hits, everything stops. My business goes to crap. Um, now we've had a few good years, so we got some money saved up, but my daughter, is 20 she's going no she's a, a 17 at the time she's going to college now so first year of college for 2020 which is kind of crazy well because of my taxes they're like i'm not getting a break so i got to pay the whole thing right so by august i got to stroke the check for the whole year right and it's like oh man we got it but you know we're six months seven months into this pandemic now and i know it's like crickets and work so it's like, we can stroke that check, but it's going to take a huge dent out of our uh, savings. Yeah. My wife and I, we just say, all right, Lord, we know that you are the God of miracles. You have a plan. You have a plan. Um, and we just said, look, Lord, Sydney's going to college. We got the money, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. But we just receive what you have for us. Hmm. That's how I pray now. All I pray for is, Father, I receive what you have for me. I don't tell them what that is. I don't tell them what I want it to be. I don't, I, I not name and claim it. No, none of that nonsense <laughs> that shuts God out because that when I name and claim it, I'm God, you know, and God's like, Oh, okay. You want to be God? Uh, good luck with that. You know? And so I don't, my, my, my statement is I don't project the outcomes, the circumstances and the results I want. Cause I've learned that what he has for me is beyond my comprehension. The Bible's clear about that. All right. So here's what happened, dude. So it's crazy. We pray that we pray it earnestly. It's not a, it's not a, just a, a mechanical prayer. We're like, Lord, we just receive whatever you have for us. You know, our needs a week later, we get a, a letter in the mail from Nokia. All right. Telling my wife to call them about her pension. I'm thinking it's a scam. She never worked for Nokia. Right. And so I do remember this. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. Good. So we're curious. So we call, and it turns out my wife did used to work for AT&T Lucent Technologies, but she quit in 2000. This is 20 years later after she quit. Okay. So Nokia bought Lucent in 2015. We didn't know that. And they say, Hey, we have a pension from Lucent for Kim and we want to know where to send the check. We're like, what are you talking about? We had no clue she had a pension, no paperwork, no letters, no emails, nothing for 20 years. And there's $42,000 in a check they want to send us. I'm like, holy crap, dude, that's free money out of the sky, dude. And what's really cool is that 
it's an IRA money, it's retirement money. So if you use it, you spend it, it's you get penalized, except the government says you can spend it on higher education with no penalties. Mm. So we just we just saw God saying, yo, here's the money for your daughter's education, earmarked from heaven. Wow. Right. So so for guys that are what listening to this, here's my here's what I want you to hear. God is bigger than anything you could ask for or imagine. Yes. He says that in himself. He also says that his plans for those who love him, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can conceive. He is the God of miracles. When God farts, miracles come out. Okay, it's <laughs> who he is. It's who he is. They're going to quote that on my next podcast. <laughs> and he wants us to believe in him yeah. more than our circumstances. Yeah. And it took me freaking 20 years of adversity to finally get that. And now that I do, I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm at rest. I don't freak out when something bad happens. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. This is, this ain't cool. This ain't awesome. This sucks. But all right, God, what do you want to do? And I don't, again, I'm a very visual person as an architect, right? I have to intentionally like black out my ability to visualize outcomes and visualize circumstances and visualize results because i want to focus on the person of jesus and say i want to receive whatever you have for me in this in this adversity in this hardship because jesus says in this life you will have trouble and tribulation that's guaranteed every human being will have adversity that is a fact i have more coming in my life not because i'm pessimistic but because that's reality okay and but now I'm not afraid. Now I'm not like, oh, I got to shore it up. Oh, I got to work that out. I mean, I know, I know the housing market's going to absolute crap right now. It's no. totally getting shut off. No. And I'm not freaking out about it because I know God is the God of miracles. And I believe in him more than anything that this, the Fed can throw at me, the government can throw at me, the housing crash or whatever is going to happen, dude. That's awesome. Well, man, I really appreciate all of this. Uh, this is a totally different vibe than what we go with, but I love it because this is, this is, this is the reality, right? Um, I, I'm a believer in Jesus. God is real. Um, I have no, <laughs> I have no doubts whatsoever. When I went through my divorce, I never questioned Jesus. I never questioned God, but it definitely threw our relationship into a completely different place. And as I tried to have explained to my daughter as going through that, you know, because she was confused about certain things and it was just, you know, whatever. And I explained, I said, this rocks your world. And so guys, if you're going through this and you're a Christian, it's okay that it rocks your world. Number one, it, if God has you in the palm of his hand, he's not going to let go of you, right? And you have to put yourself in the palm of his hand first. I did that. I've done that my whole life. And there are times where I've tried to escape and he won't let me escape. And it's not because he doesn't allow me to, but he's like, hey, I love you. I want you here with me. And so, you know, in starting Empowered Man and such, you know, purposely doing it from a place of, we're not, we're not here to proselytize people. We're not here to like make them get saved and make them know Jesus. But I know deep down in my heart, um, with as much coaching and training, et cetera, that I do, that ultimately it is God. It is ultimately, it is Jesus. Um, and I, I'm saying that on this podcast, hear me now. Uh, again, I don't care if you judge me for the way I talk or what I say or what I do. The fact of the matter is it is Jesus is Lord. And I believe that with all my heart. Um, so if you ever question that, that's what the scripture says. If he says that Jesus is Lord, then he shall be saved. And I've been saved. So I know Jesus. Anyways, I, di I digress on that. Um, the fact of the matter though, is that you talk about this adversity thing and 
we, we have all, we are all going through adversity right now. Um, and this may be your opportunity where maybe God is calling you back to him. Um, and I want you to pursue that. I want you to, to, to ask about that, raise your hand about it. Um, go to church, go find a church, go find a pastor, go talk to them about that. The, the other things, and this is where we're different, where, you know, you go, well, I can talk to my pastor about my marriage. Hey, you can, you can totally talk to your pastor about your marriage. The difference is they're not equipped to do it like we do. And, and, and it's not because they don't want to or help you, but most churches and most pastors are divided between the, the, the both, between you and the wife. And, and what we do isn't about saving the marriage anyway, it's about saving the man. You know, only God can save. Yes, this is true. Only God can save man. Dude, you should see my ads sometimes. I have all these things where guys that are Christians, especially just hammering me with stuff. And, and I'm like, I know, I know that God can save man. What we do is we, we save you in a different way. We're not talking about salvation as in Sozo. We're talking about a different kind of salvation. We're talking about where you actually learn how to communicate for the first time in your life. And you actually are not an asshole to your wife again. Uh, all, all those types of things that we do and thrive. But either way, man, I'm, I'm, I'm flustered because I'm so like, this was exciting for me. And like, I can feel God's presence in this. Um, this is going to be a totally different podcast. I have no idea. I might lose all my listeners. I don't really care because this is the truth. The truth is here. And man, I just, I appreciate your willingness to, to step on stage, if you will, and go, Hey, dude, I know I I've, I, I've lived this thing multiple, multiple times. This isn't coming from just like one pandemic. This is coming from 20 years of these types of things happening to you. Um, and um, you, you also have a, you still have a course, right? Is there, is there something else that guys can sign up and, and learn more about you? Yeah. So on, I, ha, I do have a digital course. It talks about the, the obstacles that stand in our way to seeing this, to understanding it. It's like you said, you said, Jesus is Lord. I've known that from almost my entire life, but it wasn't until I was 47 years old that I finally discovered that Jesus is life. Okay. And out of this, I've created this digital course that shows all the obstacles that I found that stand in our way. And so that's at, um, it's on a, a website called hiddenpath.life. That's hiddenpath.life. Okay. The book is on Amazon. I don't have a site for that specifically. So if you just Google Amazon, Hidden Path of Adversity. We'll, we'll drop the links. We'll drop the links for both of these in our podcast channel. So it's hidden hiddenpath.life is the uh, the course, and then the book will be on Amazon. Both of them will be on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever the podcast is, you'll see it, um, in there. So you should be able to see the link to it and you can go right to it and, uh, and access those things. Yep. Yep. So guys, thank you. Good. You have a final word. Yeah. I just want to say one final thing for those who might say, Oh man, I don't want this religious stuff, man. I don't want to say I'm done with this. Here's what I would just challenge you. Have you gotten happy yet? You know, have you gotten happy yet? Yeah. Do you think it's just over the next hill or over the next outcome or over the next circumstance or result? All I'm telling you is just consider the fact that maybe no one gets happy because listen, I work with super rich people who quote unquote got it all. I know they ain't happy. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're not. And I would just encourage you to consider the fact that God made you and he made you to be satisfied only through his life-giving presence and all the outcomes and circumstances and results were supposed to just be to our benefit, not for our identity. Yeah. And that's why it doesn't work. Yeah, that's I totally story. agree. Man, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, if you, uh, if you like what you heard today, um, like I said, join, uh, join Mark's course 
or uh, buy his book from Amazon, um, The Hidden Path to Adversity. Uh, it's all good content. Uh, as you can see, his heart is not a religious one. It is very much of a relationship one. Everything he's talking about is coming from a place of experience, not just like to put stuff on you. Uh, that's what I love about our the way you and I kind of have approached the gospel, if you will, right? It's it, it, people are so quick to dismiss these days, Christians, Christianity, conservatism, et cetera. And all we're saying is, Hey, is we've seen there's a path to life that works and may, maybe it's not your quote unquote cup of tea, but maybe it's because you haven't tried the right one. Maybe you've been drinking from the wrong, the wrong scepter, you know, the, the wrong thing. And too the many people part. drink. Yeah. And too many people drink from the, from a place of religion uh, as opposed to a place of relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's about pastors and youth group leaders and yeah. everybody in between. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we get a lot of ministry people or churches or church people through our program because they've tried going to church about this and it becomes this religious thing of this, that it's all these yeah. rules. And it's like, dude, we're not here to give you rules and shame you. We're here to just help bring you life in this way. And, right. uh, what we've done has been successful over 500 times. So we're, we're excited for the next 10,000 guys that we have. Um, thank you again for joining me, man. Uh, like I said, guys, the, the links for Mark's stuff will be down below and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.